Hello and welcome to another episode of the Startup Operator Roundup. I'm Roshan Karyapa and I'm Gunjan Saha and together we'll be breaking down the biggest headlines from India's growing startup ecosystem. In this week's roundup, we'll be first talking about the fantastic response that Mammoth has received in its IPO. Its shares were oversubscribed by almost 8 times. Then Zomato is back in the game, closing above its listing price for the first time in over 22 months. Then we'll be talking about the threat alerts which Apple has sent out to many of India's political leaders and we'll be discussing the controversy surrounding it. Then in other news, WeWork, which was once valued at 47 billion dollars is now heading for bankruptcy. Wow. So a lot of exciting topics in this week's roundups and so stay tuned. If you're a first time listener to this podcast, then please consider subscribing to our channel for we regularly share updates from India's growing startup ecosystem. And well, if you're a returning listener, then please like and share this video with your friends. Let's get started with the roundup. Well, Roshan, you know, last week uh, in the roundup, we were discussing that how Mammoth is being, you know, overvalued, and we may not see a blockbuster response, mm. you know, in the uh, pre-IPO. But well, those things have been proven wrong. It was the shares were oversubscribed by seven point six one times. and well this was not primarily driven by retail investors but more by qualified institutional investors why do you think that's the case i think they've been able to sell their vis- vision convincingly to uh, some of these institutional investors right uh, and you know we did speak about the hypothesis earlier that this whole house of brands thesis uh you know the likes of mammoth mensa brands and so on right what they're doing definitely has some purchase right because mm-hmm. in india building a, a national brand uh was left to the likes of you know hul marico and so on right i mean they had massive distribution way back when uh they had resources infinite amount of uh, money time um logistics and so on to enable this right and not to mention not to forget uh, you know put out ads in national uh, television newspapers and what not right that game entirely has changed over the last 5 6 years uh we've seen the rise of d2c brands uh you know brands that have originated digitally on the internet uh, right and we've had you know fair number of them right whether it is wakefit uh, mom's company heads of hotels um plenty of others right atomberg recently and so on you know all of these are fantastic brands and all of them have a scale of like a few hundred crores at least at this yeah. point right in fact atomberg i think probably is more than 1000 crores uh, right so uh, wakefit as well is more than 1000 crores now these 1000 crore brands right are the phenomena that institutional investors are betting on and if you look at the competition that these folks are going up against again look at hul right huge 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 business in india right you don't even have to go to a level of hul right i mean you look at you know some of the brands that uh, for instance atomberg competes with havels havels is a 10000 crore business right i mean if you take away even you know 10 15% of that that's a few hundred crores in itself yeah. uh, right so the market opportunity is rife uh and the other thing that's happened the second thing that's happened is that you have a lot of experienced operators coming into the ecosystem right now these folks have some fmcg experience from uh before uh they're coming in and they're setting these templates playbooks and so on and so forth um so people understand right now with a reasonable amount of certainty how to go from you know 0 to 50 to 100 to 500 and 1000 uh, crores and beyond right now that is another thing that's happening right there's greater certainty on that front so these playbooks have evolved 
I think that is really what uh, you know uh, the institutional investors have uh, bought into, right? And a fan- fantastic job again by the Mama Earth uh, founders and leadership team. Uh, they've done a solid job of uh, selling this vision to the institutional investors. Retail investors, on the other hand, I think they're still a little spooked, uh, you know, because of you know what happened to Paytm and uh, Nika and um, Zomato and so on after the listing. Uh, right, so they may come in at a reasonable price uh, later on, I suppose. Uh, right, but uh, this is fantastic stuff. Well, and I was thinking that I should have, you know, applied for the IPO at least. <laughs> Getting it or not would have been See, different. Yeah, I mean, you'll always have your opportunity, right? Yeah. I mean, you stay long enough in the market, and you know, you will, you'll definitely miss a few of these opportunities. But you know that a few more are definitely going to come up uh, again. I still feel maybe at the right price. Uh, Mama Earth could be a, a, a great business to buy. I mean, again, none of this is financial advice, right? But clearly, it seems like people are not <laughs> yeah. listening to us, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, you do you, you yeah. know. But uh, but yeah, great business uh, anyway. Yeah, another thing, like I want to um, you know point out here is the margins they have on their products, right? And yeah. some of the products have a gross margin of seventy or eighty percent. Yeah. In fact. Right. So do you think that also plays a factor in how institutional buyers see it? See, it just gives so much of, uh, you know, no pun intended margin to play. Right. I mean, with 70% uh, margins, their net uh, margins are coming down to single digits because of how much they're spending on brand building and distribution, now setting up offline and so on and so forth. Right. I mean, uh, the OPEX, all of that stuff, salaries, rent, this, that, whatever. Uh, right. But they have so much of margin to kind of play around. That's something that you can improve. Now, if your gross margins are, let's say, 30%, like in the case of some of the, um, you know, food businesses and so Mm -hmm. on, right? Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to sort of play around in that, right? 70%, I mean, with with some amount of operational excellence, with economies of scale, uh, and, you know, with uh, processes maturing and so on, you you can definitely go to double digits or more, right? Or higher than that, uh, very easily. Uh, right uh, or rather I mean I won't say easily it's uh, it's it's more straightforward uh, compared to the other challenge of you know having lesser gross margins so yeah I mean that's perhaps uh, that's also something that uh, these folks have uh, um, looked at right and the fact that you know I mean we mentioned this last roundup as well that uh, you know the pace at which uh, Mama Earth has been shipping products or Honasa has been shipping products mm-hmm is uh, is f- fantastic right i mean they went from some 90 or 100 to around 250 plus products mm-hmm. uh, the last uh, year uh, right and they have four or five brands that are in the hundreds of crores uh, category right now so yeah i mean uh, somehow they've been able to convince the in- institutional investors on that vision uh, which is why i mean they've been oversubscribed yeah right Okay, along uh, other news from the public markets, uh, we have Zomato. Zomato is back in the game, mm. right? Uh, last Friday, they closed at 116.5 rupees per share, which is higher than the listing price. Uh, and this was largely driven because uh, they announced the Q2 results of, of, of the business and that kind of really uh, made investors happy. They reported a profit of 36 crores for the September quarter compared to 2 crores in June quarter. And a loss of 251 crore in the corresponding quarter last year. It is seeing profitable economics not just at a store level, but now also at a city level. And in some cities, its Blinkit's GOV, which is the gross order value, is already more than Zomato's uh, gross order value. Wow. 
but across its uh, b2c businesses which includes food delivery quick commerce and going out uh, the gov has increased 47% year on year but what's interesting to point out here is that this gov growth is not because the gross order value so the average order value has increased but rather the more vo- uh, the volume of orders have increased mm. right now i think that's a very unique thing because in in our conversation we have been discussing that all of these quick commerce companies or or these food delivery companies they need to increase the order value so that the logistic cost kind of become manageable mm. right but here will they figure out another way to improve their margins yeah no it uh, it could just be a seasonal thing as well uh, right that this uh, time of the year i mean people tend to order more uh, well in in uh, if i was omato i would be hoping that you know this is more of a permanent lifestyle change which has happened to a degree i, I don't think there are you know 100% of all meals that we consume are you know cooked at home right i mean hardly in fact uh, you know urban households uh, definitely that percentage should be more than 50% i would guess uh right and you know zomato has expanded beyond just the urban uh, uh, cities to tier 1 tier 2 tier 3 as well right so uh yeah uh, i mean it could be a a permanent lifestyle thing as well uh but kudos to the team i mean they've been able to manage uh, profits right when I mean, last quarter they they showed a profit based on a tax refund yeah. uh right uh, i mean so yeah see all of these businesses i feel essentially these are value creating businesses uh right but uh, it all depends on the operational excellence right it depends on how you are able to execute uh, and those are the hard lessons that you know the uh, startups uh, have uh, kind of learned whether it's paytm or zomato over the last uh, year and half and to that degree right i always you know i say that public markets impute a greater degree of discipline than any other mm-hmm. right um, so if you are going public then uh, you know the public will kind of teach you um how to run a business yeah as you mentioned like we saw how the um how the share prices went down for nike ptm and the other likes when the valuations yeah. they had in the private markets versus the valuations they had in the public markets i think one of the threats that uh, you know zomato swiggy and the others will also have to take cognizance of is the whole ondc thing right uh, because see restaurant owners aren't en- entirely happy with the uh, zomato and swiggy and the likes right uh because they can take away as much as 25 30% of the margins mm. right between the delivery costs and the advertising and so on and so forth uh right so you know i have not seen a business where you know the partners are disgruntled that doesn't get disrupted right uh so they will have to do something about that i can understand you know from a business perspective they have to increase those margins and you know which means that they will take away more of the money that uh, you know the restaurants will make Mm-hmm. uh but yeah i mean with ondc coming in if these restaurant players are able to like you know aggregate and figure out uh, the logistics uh right i mean um, that could be that could be a significant uh, problem for uh, zomato and swiggy and the likes mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah we'll have to see how that will impact the stock price later all right now moving on to some other news apple has warned over half a dozen indian lawmakers from prime minister modi's main opposition of their iPhones being targets of state sponsored attacks mm. towards that india's it minister ashwini vaishnav said that the government is concerned about the matter and is investigating to find the truth he also downplayed the allegations saying the threat notification received by them was vague and merely estimations so what exactly are these threat notifications from apple 
these threat notifications are designed to be a guardian of sorts, alerting users who might be on the radar of state-sponsored attackers. Uh, these are not your typical cyber criminals. They are backed by intense resources, making them extremely well-funded and sophisticated. Now, this kind of sounds like a thing from a outside of a spy movie, yeah. right? Where the state-sponsored attacks, your iPhones getting targeted, and I Apple itself sending out notifications. Right. But what? We cannot ignore here is the whole timing of this. We right. have the general elections coming up next year. Hmm. So what do you, what do you make of this? Uh, leading up to the elections, I mean, obviously everything will be politicized. But this is, uh, I mean, if uh, you know, this an, it's an allegation worth considering for sure, right? I mean, it's not something you can be flippant about. Uh, and to that degree, I think the minister, Mr. Vaishnav, has. Uh, asked for clarification from Apple, right? Because uh, again, the statement is kind of very poorly worded, right? It says um, attempts to hack, uh, right? It says state sponsored uh, mm -hmm. and stuff. Now, you know, these are not things that you can throw around like, you know, very casually, mm -hmm. right? So uh, of course, I mean, we should understand, you know, what is the, uh, what are the details of this, mm -hmm. right? And hopefully, I mean, there will be a proper probe and we'll, we'll get to the bottom of this, right? Now, the opposition has said that, look, uh, you know, only we have got all this, uh, right? And uh, the ruling BJP ministers are, you know, no one from their party has uh, gotten any of this, right? To which, I mean, you, you don't really understand, right? I mean, uh, uh, what is the rationale? Uh, but this notice went out to thousands of people. Yeah. Uh, right. So it is not unique to the um, to the opposition party members itself. Uh, right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we saw this a year and a half back when this whole Pegasus controversy happened. Pegasus is a software manufactured by an Israeli firm uh, that is, you know, very sophisticated spy software. And uh, people alleged that, you know, folks in the government were snooping uh, some journalists and opposition members and so on and so forth. There was a, a, a Supreme Court uh, probe on that matter and, you know, nothing really uh, came out. I mean, it, there was a clean shit on you know any uh, malfeasance on the on on the part of the uh, government and uh, mm -hmm. the policymakers as such, right? So, so yeah. I mean, let uh, let a probe happen and uh, let them understand, right? What uh, what really happened? Uh, and you know, if it if it comes to it that um, you know this this wasn't uh, uh, anything serious then Apple should definitely be asked to uh, justify why they gave such a mm. sort of a vague and uh, poorly worded uh, statement, right? Um, yeah, I mean, something but to consider. But there is some sort of evidence into like all of this, right? Because um, they, groups like Amnesty and Citizens Lab have been investigating this issue and they do seem to find a pattern. In fact, just last month, Access Now and Citizen Lab confirmed that Russian journalists did receive genuine set notifications from Apple. Now, this adds a big tick mark to the checklist, mm. right? And um, you spoke about the um, the Pegasus, uh, the Pegasus software. Now, Pegasus software was used to attack, not attack, to hack devices across the world. And this was done by an Israeli firm called the NSO Group, mm. right? But India also has a market. I mean, the government of India does bid for these spyware softwares and they bid as high as $120 million. Which is nothing really. In the larger scheme of things, I mean, how much is defense spending, right? A few billions, right? Yeah. So uh, 120 million is is nothing, right? And you can't, uh, I mean, correlation is not causation, right? Just because somebody bought uh, a spice spyware, that doesn't mean that, you know, that in this case, first of all, that there was an attack, right? And second, that the attack was... Uh, by the government uh, as yeah. such. So, so it's hard to tell uh, about these things. I mean, uh, 
so so there should definitely be considered seriously right and we should definitely probe to figure it out right one way or another uh because see irrespective of parties right i mean uh, anybody interfering in the political any external force interfering in the political matters is a serious uh, threat i mean we're we're seeing that uh even in the neighbors right i mean whether it's bangladesh or pakistan or elsewhere uh right so foreign interference in uh, uh, political matters is is something that across party lines we should definitely condemn uh right so yeah let's uh, let's see what happens uh, yeah, this is the probe this- this i mean of course there should be an independent analysis done by the government of india and i think this also calls for an increase in transparency into this whole spyware mm. market but definitely has me curious given that the elections are coming up <laughs> in other news uh, we work is preparing to file for bankruptcy as its share price has dropped by almost 99% this year itself uh, but people working out of we work offices in india well they don't have much to worry about because we work india kind of functions independently in india is majorly owned by the embassy group and uh, they have a completely different business model than the global uh, team its business in india is profitable and does not require any external capital to function so a company that was once valued at 47 billion dollars is today valued at 2.9 billion dollars i mean how does a company do that it's insane 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 right uh, you can talk about you know poor execution uh and what not uh the best way to understand the vwork story is to look at some of these numbers right they're doing about 800 million or so uh of revenue per quarter that's about 3 billion dollars in revenue for the year uh and they have about 10 billion dollars of lease payments to make uh right and some of these uh uh lease uh, leases also are like you know 10 15 years uh, leases uh right and you know there's a lot of talk that some of this was negotiated very poorly and they're paying top market uh, prices uh, for some of these properties right uh yeah so i mean it, it's it's uh, vworks is a is a chaotic chaotic story right i mean it's everything that you know one shouldn't do with a with a startup really uh, apart from the branding and and what not right i mean there was a vwork documentary or a movie that came out i'm not sure i mean did you did you watch it i've not watched it yeah i mean i this reminds me i mean i should probably dig that out and and watch it right i mean um adam newman is a heck of a sales guy right uh, he got softbank to put in 16 billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> i mean 16 billion dollars right uh insane that's With 16 just insane. billion dollars we could have had multiple chandrayaan and mangalyaan missions well i mean you can you can have a lot of anything right because the vision fund itself i think was 100 billion something right imagine 16 billion dollars going into uh vwork right um they burnt something like 8 billion dollars in the last 3 uh, 4 years okay <laughs> so it's just an insane insane uh, story uh, you know i mean the the stock price was something like i don't know 400 dollars or something at one point of time and now it's trading at about a dollar 1 dollar um so it's just crazy crazy capital destruction um you know and uh, worst of all i think adam newman cashed out at a billion dollars Wow. okay and i don't know what's even worse uh, his new venture uh, again had raised an insane amount of yeah. cash right from anderson horowitz so yeah man i mean it's just a very oh. I, i don't know i mean i don't know what to call it right i mean it's just a story of such excesses i would say mm-hmm. uh, right i mean fundamentally i think as a business 
um what was it right i mean it was uh, this this kind of a business has existed before right i mean you look at regis regis is a 40 or 50 year old business uh right and they're doing all right you know uh, mm-hmm. even with the pandemic and what not um so it's just about the execution i feel right and even now perhaps i mean some large real estate uh, company or some pe firm will sort of like buy them at a reasonable valuation cut all of the flab right uh, default on some of their um, uh, you know leases and what not right now the bankruptcy will allow them to do some of these things uh, renegotiate a few of these other leases and you know retain some of their more popular um, you know what do you call popular uh, uh, vworks hmm. uh, right and uh, run run a decent business right because uh, fundamentally there's value in that there's value in shared space for sure right and and you can argue that a lot of the investment uh, has has already been put in right i mean you look at the interiors you look at the brand and what not right i mean it's already vested so so yeah it could be a a decent uh, business for someone to someone to take over and operate i feel uh, right but I, i don't know it just breaks my heart you know i mean 8 billion dollars foof i mean the amount of things that that money could have uh, flown into right i mean i'm not even saying you know like you know cure for cancer or you know moon to uh, what is that mission to moon and what not right i mean even other mundane things uh it's just sad it's just very very sad i think it's such a caricature yeah well a lot of uh, learnings for our indian startups as well mm. like from from this story moving on to a recommended reading section now uh, we have this fantastic article by bobby pinero who is the co-founder and ceo of a company called equals uh he writes how freemium almost killed my business and in this article he shares his thoughts on how you know he initially thought that if you reduce the friction which customers uh, face in seeing the value of the product that would lead to a more uh, acquisition of users however it kind of seemed counterintuitive by removing too much of friction he saw its business collapse there was no uh, additional users being added engagements dropped to abysmal levels but then when you added something which he causes necessary friction again he saw the business go up interesting so a very interesting point of view on how the freemium model works would we'll link the article in the description below so please check it out okay now for the talk of the town section there is a very interesting post by webhav domkundwar who is the ceo of better capital he says that yes incredible india but wait a second there is no doubt that india is positioned the best it has been for startup innovation over the next decades but that's also why we at better capital have been bullish and long on india ever since we started in 2018 it's the best time to build and the best time to invest in india but 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 it is also important to not oversell the largeness or the nearness of the incredible india opportunity because if you have to do this right we have a long way to go <laughs> What do you make of that? What is your thoughts on the incredible India opportunity? See, you can't oversell the India opportunity, uh, right? And uh, you know, I have a slightly different point to this. You know, we—it's not perfect. Nothing is really, and uh, a lot of things we will figure out, right? But uh, we should be all guns ablaze. We should be selling the opportunity, right? Let people invest money. I mean, whether it's a whether it's a car or a piece of furniture or some software right i mean imagine someone came to you and said hey it's it's okay it's it's all right you know i mean mm-hmm. will you buy it then i mean you won't right mm-hmm. someone has to call it the next best thing to you know slice bread and you might perhaps consider it 
right? And uh, you have to you have to portray that confidence, right? Yes, there are things that we have to work out for sure, right? I mean, I'm sure that you know Apple has things that it can work on <laughs> yeah. for sure, right? But it doesn't mean that Apple will come out and say, you know what, this is yeah not as good as we thought it was, but it's 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 fine, it'll do. Right? Will you buy the next iPhone if that's the case, right? <laughs> Even though, I mean, you know, the, the newer models of iPhones have uh, very marginal utility yeah. in my opinion, right? But so, still- yeah, I mean, it, it's, you have to oversell. You have to oversell uh, for sure, right? Um, there are things that we, we can definitely work on, but not some of the stuff that, uh, you know, is mentioned, right? Which is, you know, that uh, we take a lot more people to deliver the same mm. amount of uh, services and whatnot. Well, mm. I mean, in a nation of 1.4 billion people, obviously, you're going to have an oversupply of people, right? Mm. Um, and at the per capita that we are, we're at, obviously, there is an undersupply of uh, capital, right? I mean, you're going to see those dynamics play out, play out right? I mean, uh, you know, there's always a Ramu Kaka or there's always a you know, uh, Bunty and, you know, on, on close call for you to get stuff done, mm. right? And and that's how it will be, you know. Uh, yes, I mean, we have to improve productivity for sure. But I don't think, you know, looking at headcount numbers and then looking at revenue really, uh, you know, makes sense, right? Because I you don't pay the same amount to, you know, someone in the US what you pay here, right? And people say all of these things of, you know, Indian engineer salaries have caught up to valley levels and so on. Well, absolutely not, right? I mean, uh, the best of the best here are definitely earning that uh, amount yeah. and maybe you know even the upper median i would say uh, right but uh, it's a long way off i mean it's really really a long way off india still has that uh, sort of cost arbitrage and uh, yeah i mean we should be mindful of uh, productivity we should be mindful of building meaningful ip and all of that stuff but i don't think there's anything to sort of uh, undersell right i mean i i think we should we should do the flip thing and we should definitely oversell this yeah no uh for me this incredible india opportunity kind of outlines the potential that there is in, in a country of 1.4 billion right i mean see look at who you're competing with right mm-hmm. there is china which is the manufacturing capacity for the world uh right and then there is the us which is built on exceptionalism uh, right. And then you have a bunch of these aspirational Southeast Asian countries as well. Hmm. Right. I mean, it's a competition. You yeah. can't say that, hey, you know what? We're, we're great, but we have our problems. Yeah. I mean, that's understood. Right. We do have our problems, of course. Hmm. Uh, right. And let's not drink the Kool-Aid uh, along with the, you know, the investors. Of course, I mean, there's stuff that we have to work on. Right. But you have to you have to sell explicitly and you have to sell it uh, hard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, moving on to some other fundraise news of the week. Uh, Space tech startup Skyroot Aerospace raised $27.5 million, which was led by Temasek. And along with this fundraise, they also unveiled the new rocket they'll be launching in yeah, January. So that was, that was pretty pretty cool, actually. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have health tech startup Sugarfit that raised $11 million from Mass Mutual Ventures, CureFit, Tanglin Venture Partners, and India Partners. Fibmold, which is a startup focused on building sustainable packaging, they raised $10 million, which is led by Omnivore and Axel. So not many fundraise announcements this week, mm. but I mean, the kind of increase in momentum we saw it towards the end of October, well, I, I did not think, I mean, I did not uh, expect it to continue. But no, I'm particularly excited by uh, uh, by Skyroot, you know, the their launch vehicle uh, Vikram 1 is definitely a milestone, significant milestone, I would say. It can carry up to 300 kilograms of uh, payload, uh, right? It uh, means that, you know, we have more indigenous options 
to send stuff up in uh, space and uh, yeah we don't have to rely on a spacex or uh, whatever else right so uh, fantastic stuff uh, really really excited for uh, the space sector yeah all right before we wrap up uh, this roundup episode i want to give a huge shout out to the tamil preneur team uh, they are organizing the grand sangamam which will be taking place next month in chennai this is going to be an exciting meetup for the tamil nadu startup ecosystem well uh, roshan are we going to attend the event Yeah we should I mean I have already registered uh, so yeah you guys should uh, tag along as well uh, certainly a very vibrant community I would say I mean it's been a you know a couple of days on the platform and I can already see so much of activity uh, Mr Shridhar Vembu will be the chief guest uh, right our friend Ambi Murthy will be there as well uh, so looking forward to meeting uh, all of these uh, founders yeah and folks if you are also going to attend this event uh, if you see us over there do come and say hi it will be lovely to interact with you all right roshan now before we wrap up uh, this episode uh, who do we have up next in the podcast uh, well we have a very interesting conversation with ravi teja of imams uh, on the podcast uh, yeah fantastic uh, uh, business really uh, they were on shark tank as well so some of you might recognize them uh, they've built a pregnancy support platform uh, working with uh, a lot of ecosystem uh, players as well uh, yeah conversation should be fascinating yeah awesome All right, folks. If you stayed with us uh, right till the end, do let us know uh, how you enjoyed this conversation in the comments below. Also, don't forget to like and share this video with your friends and network. Uh, keep those comments coming in, and do follow us on our social media on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. And um, yes, hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll be back again with more exciting updates from India's growing startup ecosystem next week. Till then, take care and have a great week ahead. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.